Congratulations! You found it! This is a book podcast featuring books you will want to read. Recommended by people who are passionate about books. Maybe a little too passionate. Starring the original book divas Martha Steele, Vonnie Golden, and Nicole Shaded. Also featuring book nerds Jessica Butcher and Josh Lupton. Together, searching for and finding book treasures every week. They are three book girls. Okay, so I was going to tell you something funny. What? You know, I came over the other day and I got the shop back and we put it in the passenger seat because it's so big. And, and I wanted of, to put the seatbelt on it, but you wouldn't let me put the seatbelt on it. It's like driving around with R2. Around that thing, it was so huge. It's like driving around with R2. It's a plus size vacuum. It was like driving around with a, a Doctor Who Dalek. It, it does look like a Dalek. And I had to. I went home. I had to go do some stuff and then drive to KFC to give Tyler the spare key to his car because. He, he has a remote it to it, and he still locked his keys in his car. Oh, so dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you know, I had to ride around town for a couple minutes with you know with my Mr. My, Shop Vac with my in the passenger running, seat running exterminate exterminate. <laughs> it exterminated some dirt off my floor. <laughs> Who are you gonna call? Dust Buster. <laughs> <laughs> and that that works in really well because we have on the radio station we have like five Halloween songs <laughs> that we have to play every year, and one of them just happens to it's be Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters. <laughs> and they played it tonight when I was at my remote. I just did a remote for a fast food place, so I was on location right before I came here. Mm-hmm. So I even got a good meal before I came over. Awesome. Look at that! But they were playing Ghostbusters, so here I am in the fast food place. You know, who are you gonna call? Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. I went and ate dinner with my ex-mother-in-law. Ooh. Actually, um, I got along with her just fine. So. I was going to say, that sounds very like a Days of Our Lives episode or something. <laughs> no, I was going to say, it sounds like it fits in with the uh, scary mood of our podcast, actually. No, Isn't we actually, this a Boogeyman ex- episode? <laughs> it's the ex-mother-in-law. No, it actually was not that bad. We always got along. When I was married, I got along with her fine. It was her son that I didn't get along with. <laughs> it was her son that was the dickwad. The one you married. Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah, not the other one. <laughs> so how was your week? Good? Did everybody was, have a good week? I'm so glad it's over. I heard that. It was very good. <laughs> it was a little bit of a stressful week. It was It was crazy. Yeah. I feel like there's so much going on this week for some reason. There is. There's a lot going on this well, week. Well, I absolutely... This is probably the busiest week I've had in a long time. It's, I don't even remember the last time I had to work on a Friday evening mm-hmm. and haul my butt all the way here. I had to go clear to Norman, which is 45 minutes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I hauled my butt, got here at the last possible minute before we started recording. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I did the Starbucks run by myself today. Yeah. We didn't even get to have our sitting in the car chatting about the world. I know. Pre-podcast. No, no breaking Chow. up in Starbucks parking lot. Damn. <laughs> I really kind of missed that. Yeah. We didn't get to go troll half half price books either. Um, gee. I know, right? What? That's kind of sad. Because, oh, you know what? Today, I had a half an hour conversation about Joe Hill books. I love With Joe a lady Hill. at work, and she was said that she's going to go to half price books and see if she can find them. Uh, hey. Fireman. I told I her. I love the fireman. To get uh, go find the fireman, and um, I told her that uh, I I recommended one of Stephen King's books too, oh. uh, Salem's Lot. Oh, but, I love that one too. Yeah. Oh, I got to see Joe Hill on a Facebook Live uh, podcast last night. What? Just randomly, I was sitting there looking at Facebook, and I scrolled down, and here's Joe Hill doing a live thing. That's awesome. So I got to sit there and watch him. What a cool looking dude, man. Mm -hmm. Was he doing a book signing? I heard that he was going to do a book signing like in Seattle. I'm not sure where he he was. was I kind of got in on it in the last minute, but he was he was talking about something and and somebody from the Library Association came on and was talking to him and they threw him this question. They, They said, "Okay, you have here are these random objects make up a story. And it was like a basketball um, magazine and uh, oh shit I can't remember what there were, there were three really weird objects anyway uh-huh. it's like okay make up a horror story and he stood there and made up a freaking horror story oh right gosh. on the spot it was hilarious it was so fun that is fun 
It's like, God, this fun. guy awesome. is so creative. And what a well-spoken, articulate guy. Mm-hmm. I would so date him. <laughs> <laughs> if, but on the caveat that he would have to shave out that goddamn beard. Well, I mean, are you going to tell your husband about this or do it, you know, She's only... She's just going to pick I'm, up, I'm like... talking about, like, in an alternative reality where oh, I wasn't okay. married. All right. Because, of course, you know, I'm happily, happily married. My husband does not have a beard. And that's a prerequisite for you. I hate no beards. Beard. Beards are disgusting. <laughs> Sorry, Garrett. Sorry, Garrett. We have an in-house guest. He's sort of a guest. He's a corner guest. He's not allowed at the microphone. Yeah, we Je- put him in the Je- corner. Je- Jessica's boyfriend, Garrett, is here. In the corner. We've talked about you before. <laughs> Scream it Hi, out. Garrett. Hey, guys. Very nice. Oh, gosh. We made him sit in the corner. Aren't we nice? <laughs> he's he's blushing from a distance. He's so cute. He's, he's also reading. He's yeah, reading, reading. <laughs> while we're sitting here. What are you reading? Gunslinger. He's reading Gunslinger. Get your ass up here. You can talk about Gunslinger. It's all right. Well, <laughs> you'll, you'll just have to come back. Yeah, yeah. You, can, you can come back on when you're done. I mean, if we don't scare you off this time. <laughs> we are a little he's scary. already scared of us. That's why he's in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> he's hiding. I think he's been warned. He's hiding in the well, shadows. Well, if he's heard the podcast, he knows. He has watched the podcast. Or heard, watched the podcast. Watched. Where am I? <laughs> Speaking of which, we need to video this at some point. Yeah. We keep saying that, but, you know, we're frightening enough as Let's it is. Until we get some money going. Money? We can make it look nice. Yeah. It can make me look nice. Do well, I don't think there's enough money in the world to make me look nice, honey. I got some serious wrinkles going on. I think I need about 10 pounds oh, of estrogen pumped into my system. We have to wait until I dye my hair. See, get, this get is the, the problem hat. when you are a maturing woman. But if we all had money, you could get some whatever you feel like. And then I could get what do they call hair. that when, when they take and they stitch your face and, and they pull it backwards? I don't well, want to know what that is. We can probably do that with some duct tape. Hey, <laughs> anybody got a needle and thread over there? You might be missing some hair after we'll so. some redneck Botox. <laughs> there you go. Nah, Botox you have to keep doing. I want something more permanent. <laughs> a facelift? Yeah, a lifestyle lift. That's what it's called. I need the lifestyle lift. Mm-hmm. Aren't we a bunch of vain old hags? Yep. I- <laughs> Where was that during our witch episode? I know, right? You know, I totally she did it forgot. In our first one, though. I totally forgot to drag out my witch cackle. Pretty good, though, huh? It was pretty good. Thank you. I, was... I got you now, my pretty. You and your little dog, too. <laughs> but we're not doing witches today. Oh, we're we're on the boogeyman train, right? The boogeyman. The boogeyman. Who would like to go first? I can go first. I think since... Jessica okay. should go first because she. Did you read the one I? I read. Okay, Night she won't read. She read the one I suggested that she read, no. which was the Open. one that inspired the name of our podcast this evening. Yes. Okay, so I read Night Shift by Stephen King, which is actually a collection of short stories, and. First of all, if you need like a campfire ghost story that's going to make you want to wet the bed, pick out a short story from this book. <laughs> because I read I read The Boogeyman, which is one of the short stories, at home by myself. So much regret. Like, <laughs> Did I was I right about it? It scared the shit out of me, Martha. <laughs> that is a st- I'm serious. That is I read that back in when was that published? Like I don't know. 1979 or something. Uh-huh. I was fairly young when that came out and that uh-huh. scared, it scared the scared the pants off. I like I luckily I already slept with my closet door open, otherwise it would already be open. <laughs> <laughs> the closet door figures prominently in the story. Oh yeah, it's important. Oh, okay. Okay. So it, I was like, is that just for a nightlight or I don't understand? Basically the story is about a guy who goes into a shrink's office to talk about his he's divorced he has three kids all of which are deceased and um, he goes into the shrink's office to confess about how his children died and how it's his fault uh-huh. and it basically there's his son dies first his son's born first dies about when he's two they all die like within the first couple of years of their life because of this thing in the closet 
and he's telling this shrink about how he knew it was in the closet or they would like cry at night and be really scared and say and try to say closet and he would be like no we leave them in their bed we let them cry like, yada 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 like the books say to do right and then they're dead <laughs> the next day happens with his first two kids the third time it starts haunting him this thing in the closet with claws starts haunting him and so he knows that his son's crying because of the thing in the closet and he leaves his son there because he knows it'll go after the kid instead of him he's a real piece of shit like, oh my gosh i guess she's so. <laughs> <laughs> she like her mouth goes open her eyes go really wide yeah like you don't like this the this character you're kind of like man i hope this thing gets him in the end <laughs> because he's right? kind of a crappy character the ending of that story yes the ending is terrible or not like it's terrible it's, and scary. As in horrific. Like, oh, I'm not like, that sucked. It's like, like um, I don't want to go to bed now. <laughs> but, so it's all about this boogeyman in the closet. I already have trouble being home alone by myself for some reason, and I will not be reading that. Don't read it if you're, mm-hmm. if you're frightened of being by yourself, because it mm-hmm. really is. <laughs> Stephen King has a gift. Yeah, and the yeah. way he, like, words things and stuff like that, and you're just like, what it's so real like he like details about the house like and like it's one of those stories that engrosses you it's not a surface book it is like you dive yeah in. he's so good about all like the sensory stuff like mm-hmm. he'll like use words that make you think about the way things like it's cold but he's not just saying it's cold he like does it in a way that makes you feel cold love that about it it's mm-hmm. great that's awesome that sounds like a good um, book. night shift by stephen king what are you Did tell you read me? any of the other stories? Um, I read a couple of the other ones. That one's like the best one. It's, best. it's the one that ties in the best to this, I think. Yeah. I read one about uh, the man who loves flowers. That one was creepy, too. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so how many books, how many short stories are in this I think there's book? 12 or 12, I think. I was going to say 10 or 12. Yeah, there's yeah. a bunch uh-huh. of I I thought that there were a lot of good stories in there. The Night yeah. Shift was another one that was a good story, which yeah. is the one it's named after. About this dude who works nights in a morgue? I don't know. I didn't read that one. I like hmm. jumped around. I went to The Man Who Loves Flowers. I thought that one might be a little bit lighter. I was wrong. <laughs> in other words, what you're saying is that uh, this whole choice of books was a little bit extreme for you? I was home alone. <laughs> and my dog started barking about halfway through The Boogeyman. And I was like, um... Do you what? live in the country? So yeah, it's real quiet. Yeah, it was silent. Oh. I live in Jones, Oklahoma. <laughs> I was like, um, my dogs never just bark for no reason, which is not true. They do, but in my mind, I was like, okay, um, let's go open all the closet doors because I'm not getting stick up on. <laughs> Over it. You go to Jessica's house in the morning, and every single cupboard and closet and the door to the furnace, everything is open. Yep. It's like what. Were you reading Stephen King again? You gotta read that story though. <laughs> I mean, it's not shift. a very long story. Or the Boogeyman. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, definitely read the Boogeyman, especially if you want to like. It, it's just such a ma- It's such a little mini masterpiece of horror. Oh yeah, in my opinion. And mm-hmm. like the way, because each of the chi- children dies differently, and they just like say, "Oh, it was like crib death, or... crib death," but right. the kid's almost two. So it's like, that's not really crib death. And then it like, I don't know, the way he describes their bodies, it's real in your brain. (laughs) That sounds terrifying. It is terrifying. I don't think I could come back from that. Like, Like, after the first kid that was in the crib, like, dead, I don't know that I could bounce back after that. Because that would, like, the way that Stephen King portrays it was just, like, traumatizing to me. I don't know that I could, like, I think I would snap. I would be a little crazy after Most that. Most people kind of do after they lose a child, and I can't imagine. Mm-hmm. Three? From, that's yeah. how many? At about the same age? Mm-hmm. That's weird. It's creepy. It was creepy. Very creepy. <laughs> Anybody else? Well, I did... Bonnie? I was kind of looking for different, like, books to read, and I found um, one that came up recommended at the library is Son of Rosemary, which is the second book to Rosemary's Baby. Which I have never watched the movie and I hadn't read the book. So I decided to read Rosemary's Baby and Son of Rosemary. It This was like written like in 
1960. I have the movie up, not the book. Yeah, I remember seeing the movie and they had like wide collars and bell bottoms and go-go boots and... And what it is, is it's a, a young couple that lives in New York City, and the husband is a actor, and I don't think the wife works full-time. She's going to be a stay-at-home person, stay-at-home mom as soon as they have kids, but they're not ready to have kids yet. And at the beginning of the book, they have the opportunity to move into this very old um, historical building that they've made into apartments, mm-hmm. but the, it also has a very dark history behind this building. And but Rosemary loves this building, so they move into this building, and they find out that there's a coven of witches that one of them lives there, and I think the rest of them come to the apartment like for chants and rituals and stuff like that. <laughs> so. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it just pulls it out of her. <laughs> I know, right? All of a sudden, good things start happening for the husband career-wise. You know, he's the uh, main actor in a play that he's like, what do you call it when you're second up? Understudy? That he's the understudy for. Um, all of a sudden, is mysteriously blind, and they don't know why. They don't know why he lost his vision. He's in the hospital, but he's mysteriously blind. So the husband comes up and takes the main part and is a huge success, has a lot of positive reviews on it and is getting more parts from this part that he got because the main actor had this sudden illness. Jeez. And uh, they have this in the neighbors are always just a little strange and they kind of comment about how strange and how it's weird. The noises coming from their apartments are weird. Who comments? Rosemary and the husband both comment. But then the husband starts to spend more time with them and starts, you know, yeah, going over there during their little gathering of friends. Because at this point... that's where they got blind. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And then in a uh, satanic ritual, um, Rosemary becomes pregnant. Is she did she participate? No, in the she ritual? was drugged. Oh. She was drugged and she kind of thought that it was a dream when she woke up because she could remember parts of it. And and she still doesn't she's kind of suspicious about the neighbors, but she doesn't think that they're witches. She just thinks they're a little strange. Um <clears throat> so then she's pregnant and they recommend this really good doctor and everything for Who recommends her. the the neighbors, neighbors? Oh, the neighbors are like way involved, way in, involved in their life, like more involved than neighbors should ever be more involved than you would be in my life. And we've been friends for 19. OK, 15 years, 12 years. How long have we been friends? 11. Over 10 years. And so at this <laughs> she started time- out at 18 and we had to go down. <laughs> Love you, baby. I like to over exaggerate. <laughs> And um, so at this point in the book, you're kind of thinking, okay, something's up because you don't really know for sure what's going on. And then you find out that the neighbors, the husband, the neighbor, the guy neighbor is like the son of this killer who killed people in the apartment building that they live in, in this historical building. And they have this uh, this friend who's away from him, lives in a different part of the city, who tries to warn her, and he all of a sudden slips into a coma, and nobody knows why. So all of this strange stuff starts happening Mm. while Rosemary's pregnant. Ooh. And it's like the neighbors are trying to... They have these special drinks that she has to drink every day, and they're trying to keep her away from any kind of all of her friends. And if she even buys a book about pregnancy from the store they they find it and throw it away so she can't read it so she just like got sucked into a cult didn't she yeah basically (laughs) and without knowing it she still doesn't know anything's up so i won't tell you how that ends but obviously the baby lives because there's one called son of rosemary 
And in Son of Rosemary, it takes place like 30 years after the main Rosemary's baby. And Rosemary's been in a coma for 27 years. Oh. She this all of a sudden for no, no reason, can't figure it out medically, slips into a coma and stays in a coma for 27 years. And when she wakes up, her son, Andy, who's the son of Satan, has this like nonprofit organization like that helps different people like, you know, helps children and, you know, poverty stricken people. People, so like everybody wears these pins that says "I heart Andy," and it's almost like everybody's like worshiping. How very like Jekyll and Hyde. He's a son of Satan, but he's full of nonprofit stuff. I don't understand. Well, right. There are parallels to that. You well, know, there's with other. There's a reason for it, which I won't tell you, but it's very oh. obvious early in the book that there there's a. A deadly twist to his nonprofit work. He's the boogeyman. Because he's the son of Satan. (laughs) And while this book was good and it's a classic, so I'm glad I read it, there was a lot of things about this book that bothered me. For one thing, like I said before, the uh, grouping witches in with Satan worshipers. Because it's not really the same thing. Because it's not the same thing. And also in the second one... Um, Rosemary's son keeps trying to have sex with his mother. Ew. Like three times he comes on to okay, his mother Game trying to have sex. Dude. And it's kind of like, oh, that is not on, oh that's okay? so skeevy. What are you doing? And she's just, you know, she's... Most girls do not approve of that kind of behavior. <laughs> that is not acceptable. Says I, the girl who likes to read books about Ghost sex? About necrophiliac. That's <laughs> the totally different. <laughs> That's totally different. We're mothers here. We don't approve of that sort of thing. But it was just, yeah, that, and she was always like, it's okay, just don't let it happen again. Ew, ew, like, ew. Really? Oh, cut it ew. off. <laughs> right? And uh-huh. I don't know. It's Blech. but it is an extremely interesting book, and I could see where it would make a very good movie because I, just reading it, you can kind of visualize the kind of visualize the kind of effects that they would use in a movie. Well, the the Rosemary's Baby was a movie, so maybe right, it was which written. I, I haven't watched it. We should so. watch it sometime just just for the hell of it. Right? Yeah, we should. But get some cheesy horror movies and some popcorn and. Pretty pretty awesome. <laughs> Bloody Marys. <laughs> Bloody Marys too, yeah. <laughs> yes, please. And I don't think I actually said who wrote that, but it was Rosemary's Baby by Ira Levin and Son of Rosemary by Ira Levin. Way to go, Ira. Yeah. Actually, I found a recipe for pangalactic gargle blasters. <gasps> On Pinterest. There's a recipe for pangalactic really? gargle blasters? Yeah, and polyjuice potion. <gasps> so we might should try to do that someday. I know you well, said Halloween you didn't like it. Halloween is just a couple of days away, Jessica. I know. Hey, if you guys want a Hogwarts sweatshirt, go to Kohl's. Go to the junior section. What? They have what? a bunch yeah. of them right now. Do They're like $30. Holy crap. I got one. Shopping time. And then I was like, time. I don't want to spend $30 on a sweatshirt. <laughs> <laughs> I'm down. I'm cheap. Dude, share that recipe <laughs> with me. I'm going to make one. Okay. Pangalactic gargle. But for those of you who don't know what a pangalactic gargle blaster is, it is from the restaurant at the end of the universe, which is written by Steve uh, by Douglas Duck Adams, Times. which of course is the sequel to The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Is it really bad that I want to Google like just sh- short stories so that I have books to review so I can reread some stuff that I've already read? <laughs> Well, because I kind of like to read um, Hitchhiker's Guide. Hitchhiker's I Guide. I love to the that Gag. book so much. I really do. So, I can't talk. A lot of times, Bonnie, what I will do is I will have two books checked out at the same time, and I'll read one for a while, and then I'll take a break. When I do that, I just I run out of time. That's do all. you? Mm-hmm. Oh, but I just I use it as a palate cleanser. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like sometimes I'll do that. Like if I have one on CD that I'm listening to, mm-hmm. like I'll listen to one book on um, the library app 
all day, and then like for the drive home, I'll listen to something different. See, I have I have two audiobooks right now checked out, and I'm reading the hard copy of Life, the Universe, and Everything, which is the third book in the trilogy of five. <laughs> just, is there five in that? Yeah, yeah there's there is. five, and they're so strange. They're Jeez, so funny, Louise, they're strange. Though. They're, they're wonderful, funny. fun though. But the other, I'm reading the sequel to Anna Dressed in Blood audiobook, and I got an audiobook thought of you when I checked it out. It's called Optimists Die First. (laughs) I was like, I'm reading this, I'm reviewing this, even if it's terrible, because Martha will love it. (laughs) I I love it. Just the title. Yes. I I check books out for the title all the time. Why do you think I I read Dating Dead Men? Yeah. Oh, it's so funny. It was such a strange book. It's like the cover. It's like a cross-stitch pattern that says optimists die first it looks like a christmas sweater with little skull and crossbones across the top i have got to know how that goes i think it's short i actually think it's like a it might be like young adult actually because it's really short Hmm. but yeah there there are advantages advantages to reading short books Mm -hmm. but i also find it frustrating too because when i check out a book i want it i want a good Six eight hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if if it's not good six eight hours, then I'm like, well, what do you mean I have to look for another book already? Cripes. Well, six or eight hours is a short book. Like the one that I just finished, it was like you know, true. If you're st- like a twenty hour book, so it yeah. takes me like four days to read it, and then that's I don't... true. Six or eight hours. That was not a good example. I've had books that I twenty two started... hours is more like it. Yeah, I've had books that I've started and finished the next day. So I've read some that are six to eight hours. Mm-hmm. It's so and weird hearing you guys say six to eight hours. Because you're talking about listening, not actually reading. Yeah, I reading. know. It takes me way less time to actually physically read a book. Because mm-hmm. I'm a faster reader than I am a listener. Mm-hmm. So I can read 400 mm-hmm. pages and way faster than I can listen to 400 pages. So it's weird. I'm not a fast reader, so that. But I also go for me. crank up the, the speed on my audiobooks because mm-hmm. there's a little section where you can make it go faster. Yeah. It, it's not. It doesn't make it sound like a chipmunk unless mm-hmm. you really crank it up, <laughs> like an auctioneer. Yeah, you can just do a <laughs> click or two to make it go a little bit faster. Mm-hmm. The only bad part about that is then you get used to it that way, and then you're like, "Why is this going so slow?" <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And then you have to listen to everything fast. Well. I understand. <sighs> There's a lot of Halloween stuff going on this weekend. Did you guys, did you guys notice? Mm-mm. Crazy. There's a Halloween parade in Norman tonight. Well, it is Halloween weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, if you live in the Bible Belt, you'll notice that they reschedule Halloween if it, if it falls either on a Sunday or on a weekday. On a Wednesday. No, yeah. they're going to have trick-or-treating on Tuesday, I Are think. they? Yeah, mm-hmm. pretty sure. Well, yeah. Last year, they did it on, like, what, what was it, on a Monday? Half yeah. of the time, I don't know around the here. Only they're time always they rescheduling it. it. The only time they change it, if it's on a Sunday or a Wednesday, I don't think that church. should be allowed. I think if it's on that day, it should be on that day. <laughs> well, yeah, but churchgoers might argue about that. Well, then they don't need to go. I'm okay with them changing the Sunday and the Wednesday thing, just because... Well, why does everybody else have to do that? It's it's a calendar date. Well, no, my reasoning, listen first, right. is because what are you doing Sunday night getting ready for the week? So if you like, if you have a bunch of kids, do you yeah, really but, want to take them trick-or-treating on a Sunday night? Yeah, but what are you doing on a Monday night? Well, exactly. Like, I think it should always it be like make Friday or Saturday, but whatever. That's, that's, I don't know. That's why I'm also okay with Wednesday being canceled. <laughs> I'm a... <laughs> I'm dressing up as Miss Frizzle from the Magic School Bus. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> I'm really excited about it. You, you, you do sort of look like her a little bit. Creepy, right? Take your hair out of the ponytail for a second. Well, let's let's have a look at that. Yep. Yep. Right on the Magic School Bus. Yep. <laughs> I wish you guys could see that. That was pretty impressive. <laughs> I love the Magic School Bus. I'm pumped. <laughs> My child got a lot of Magic School Bus in his head when he was little. Yep. Did he? Are you dressing up this year? Uh, Is your scary costume underneath your bed again? Yeah. I still think it's a very awkward place for you to leave that, Martha. <laughs> that I thought that, too. As soon as she told me, I'm like, 
You let what if somebody looks under your bed and it's there's a little just worn like, out eh. though now? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I knew you guys would love that. No, I mean, all right. <laughs> We're not talking about Bob, your battery operated boyfriend. I don't have a boyfriend. I'm married. Carrot, cover your ears. <laughs> you can't have a battery operated boyfriend when you're married. I just don't call it my boyfriend. Um, Is it like a Bob with a silent H? Like <laughs> Bob with a silent S because it's the secret friend. <laughs> oh, Christ. God. I don't know if anything we said just made any sense Probably to not. anybody else. No. <laughs> Ladies. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's just to make fun, give Martha some, you know. Okay, it wouldn't dish be, what she serves once in a while. It wouldn't be a good podcast without any like sex jokes. Like, like. Right. it wouldn't be us if there wasn't a little bit of inappropriateness. We have to bring on the raunch. It's our trademark. <laughs> Smut it up, <laughs> right? People don't. People who don't like inappropriate behavior don't come here. Mm-hmm. Come here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I suppose you want me to go on to my boogeyman. Well, yes, yes. that would be nice. Unless you'd like to continue to talk about what's under your bed. No, I think we could skip that part now. <laughs> I'm under I'm my bed anymore. One. I already told you. <laughs> I wore it out. <laughs> I'm going to have to go get a new one at the end of end of Halloween sale. <laughs> I'll wait till after Halloween and go go shop. The- <laughs> Are you going to go find you a fun costume? Because, you know, it's Halloween. It's good for role playing. That, that's what I'm saying. You go after Halloween and get the deals. <laughs> there you go. Yes, oh, could I have a French make costume, please? No, I don't do that kind of thing. That's way too vanilla. <laughs> um, how much for the axe? <laughs> I need I need the axe and the um, pirate hat, and that's it. <laughs> the axe, the pirate hat, and the peg leg. That'll come in handy oh, later. Peg leg. You gotta have the peg leg. And there's a scratch on that peg leg. Can I have a discount? Please. <laughs> Where do the batteries go in? Oh, jeez. Battery-operated peg leg? Hey, there could be a market for that. Maybe. Like a, let's call our friend Shark Tank. Hello, too much. (laughs) (laughs) I think too much imagery in that one. Okay, we we jumped over that line. Let's let's regroup. Moving right along. (laughs) Sorry, guys. It is the boogeyman here. So I found a, and what is really funny about this girls is I had nothing, really, for this particular. I mean, I read, I read horror novels all month. I had probably five or six in the in the bag here that I could have picked from but yet the one I read last week that I found on one of the lists I believe it was from one of the book riot lists mm-hmm. and strangely enough it was on another book riot list this week Ooh. that's always a good sign right it's called the changeling by Victor Lavalley I've heard about this right I've heard it's good wait so, when was this written uh, I was just wondering because I, I know what a, a changeling is. I was I just think wondering. It's a fairly Maybe is this new... like the original changeling story? No, I don't okay. think so. I think this is a fairly. Well, now we have to look at it. You look it up while I'm reviewing it. How's that? <laughs> Nobody, because I had a. I just <clears throat> okay, so um, <laughs> the dude's name is Apollo, and his wife's name is Emma, and they have a baby named Brian. Honestly, it was a little too sappy for my taste in the beginning because it was very, oh, I love my wife. I love my child. And that there's nothing wrong with that. But I was waiting for something else to happen. Right. So it took a little long. To, it was for the, very long. Oh, my God. For the scary <sighs> to start. Yeah. The weird didn't happen until near the nearly the end. But it was really, really, really well written. Mm-hmm. The really freaky part was not just the weird ending, though, because the the wife, the mom, starts to say stuff like, 
That's not a baby. What? Trippy. Was there something wrong with the baby or wrong with her? Well, she... Um, how would I put this delicately? <clears throat> she does harm to the baby and then disappears. Ooh. Ooh. Icky. I don't know if I would yeah, want to read I, that. It, this is not my kind of book at all. Being a mom, this offended me on every level. See, I'm not even a mom. That's how I felt about the boogeyman. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> this was way, way worse than the boogeyman. Hmm. And Ooh. I wasn't, I, I kind of went in not knowing what to expect because it was on one of the lists as being creepy, right? Mm-hmm. And I sort of expected that, but I was thinking... And after having finished it, I understand. Mm-hmm. Because it makes perfect sense now. Mm-hmm. But if you want to talk about something that was... I have to put this in the masterpiece category. Really? What? Even though it was that creepy? Even though all of those things sappy. I just said... Because it was so surprising. Mm. I never ever would have guessed that, that it would have turned happen. out this way and it wasn't cheesy at all. Hmm. If I if I told you the whole story right now, you would go, oh really? But it it's not it's no. not written like that. No, it's not written like that at all. It was amazing. This guy who wrote this, this Victor Lavalley, this guy has a gift. Hmm. I was amazed. After I finished reading, I just sat there. I didn't want to read. I did the same thing that I've done with some other books I really liked. I didn't want to read anything else. I just sat there and went, whoa. Damn. <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay. Who did you say the author was? Victor Lavalley. Okay. So it was published in 2017. But fun fact, the a changeling is an urban legend. Well, I knew that. Yes. Yeah. What is the a urban changeling? Legend? Is the urban legend is when, like, say, I don't know when the it originated, but a long, imagine long time ago. Yeah, like imagine this sleepy, like, old village where they're living in huts, mm-hmm. and a woman has a baby, and somebody sneaks in in the middle of the night, and they change the baby out for a goblin, and it's called <laughs> a cha- uh And so the baby is like they think it's still their baby, but it's like eating everything, and like it's not really a baby anymore and so uh and their baby's like murdered by the goblins and like eaten and it, that's kind of so have you ever seen the labyrinth yes that's, i was just gonna say uh, does, yep that's does she have of, to go to the goblin city to rescue the of, baby so that he had stolen mm-hmm. so is it kind of coincide the labyrinth i mean that that's the basic changeling urban legend that they kind of oh. based the movie off of but there's so many other um, it, 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 movies that it are goes based throughout folklore. It's it's yeah. very very. It's been around. It's one yes, of like very one very of the old. Very longest. Yes. I actually think I've had to study it in one of my classes at OCCC. And there have been movies and Wasn't and there? books and fairy tales and mm-hmm. there's like a scary movie mm-hmm. about goblins, isn't there? Probably hundreds. Yeah, but I remember one when I was like a kid that probably would not scare me now, but it scared the pants off me as a kid. And I'm gonna have to figure out what it's called. About goblins? Yeah. I think. But Gremlins? Gremlins. Gremlins. Yes. That terrifying. Yeah. That's the I only movie like Gremlins. that has yes. ever given me nightmares in my entire life. I still have, like, I don't even want to think about this. <laughs> I thought like, Gremlins was great. I watched it so many times as a they little kid. It, I was like six years old and they showed it to me at kinder care. Oh, Gremlins? Mm-hmm. They showed it to us at daycare. Wow. Wouldn't that be Because it was raining abuse? outside and we <laughs> no. were supposed to go to like Frontier City or something that day, but we'd had, we ended up having to have a movie day and they showed Gremlins. Wow. That's not something I would show a six-year-old, but I loved it. I don't know it. how old that I think I was it, like but... eight when I watched it. Yeah. I thought it was awesome. Is there fireworks going off and it's tripping me out? Well, Sorry. this movie was not... It might be one of the pumpkin w- was not about Gremlins. Oh, it's actually really or this, cool. Or this book was not about Gremlins. Right. No, but it's but uh, the change. But I would say, based I would say a good ninety percent of this book was ordinary and mm-hmm. normal, which makes the end twice as creepy. Well, I wouldn't say normal. I would say it would fit in in any news story, right? Mm-hmm. Where 
you know, woman goes off the rails and does something bizarre and then takes off. And people are scratching their head going, why did she do it? You know, that mm-hmm. sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But <clears throat> the weird part comes in right at the end. Hmm. <clears throat> so the Brothers yeah. Grimm actually uh, wrote about the changeling story, um, but they used elves and the babies brought, uh, kidnapped from its cradle. So... This is about like a crazy mom, sort of. Sort of. Yeah, so yes. it's just loosely based on the, the yeah. urban well, life. There's a section in there. Well, and where... there's, it depends like which you know culture you le- read it from because like some of them are fairies, some of them are elves, right? Uh, goblins, like, right? So oh, okay. many different. Right. There's there's a section in the book, and I found it really interesting the way he did it, where. His wife receives a picture of the baby while he's watching the baby. He's babysitting. You know, he's out Mm -hmm. doing something. He's a bookseller, actually, which is another thing that makes the book great. Mm -hmm. Because he's out doing, um, looking for book treasures, basically. Mm -hmm. He goes out and in this basement, he finds a first edition copy of To Kill a Mockingbird, signed... Inscribed to her best friend, who was Truman Capote. <laughs> Love it. And it's worth an amazing amount of money. Right. So that's sort of the background story that's going on. But he's got the baby with him, and somebody texts him a picture of the baby. Mm-hmm. Or no, text the mom a picture of the baby. So she says to the husband, why did you text me that picture of the baby? And he says, I didn't. That's creepy. So she keeps getting these pictures texted to her of the baby while he has the baby. But it's not him texting the pictures. So mm, that's that creepy. Would, that would creep me out if I was so a So there's little things like that throughout the book that are clues. Mm-hmm. Sort of giving you the idea that something is definitely not right, but mm-hmm. you can't figure what the hell. Right. Tricky. And honestly, I still don't know what the hell, how that came about, even knowing what the ending was. Mm-hmm. But it had all the bells and all the whistles. I might even read it again sometime. It was so good. Hmm. I just placed a hold on it. On overdrive. <laughs> <Did you>? Yeah, <laughs> I have too many books it to really, read on overdrive right now. I thought that that the way he described his life and how much he loved that child, you could not have asked for a man who loved his child anymore. You wow. usually don't, and I think that's really one of the reasons that I found it so interesting because. You don't hear men talk about their love of their children children in that way. Right. Mm. So you've got that part of it where, I I don't know, I can't even really explain. It was was almost like being inside the head of a guy. And you know how rare that is? That's what it felt like. like. It felt like I could actually see... The fatherhood thing inside mm-hmm. the mind of a man. Huh. That is interesting. So there was that part of it but that like, was totally separate from the freaky part of the book. Pulls on your heartstrings a little bit. Yeah. And you know how I hate that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> tin man. I know. Yeah. But it really she is was. a tin man. It, I am. I know. I admit it. But it forced me. It forced me to look at that part mm. and to go through this, this guy's pain and horror over what happens to his family mm-hmm. and to get through to the other side and man oh man but it was pretty freaky too so it sounds like a real emotional read and it was you don't do those damn it was emotional you know we should have done an urban legend week maybe oh, next that's, year that's a good idea next year we'll have to do that well there is another friday the 13th right or maybe we'll go we for urban legends like do mm-hmm. that week we can do like urban legends or something so read about it's a like, good idea. Changelings or yep. And just for the record, it says uh, 
the Changeling story was a cultural mainstay by at least the 12th century. That's how long. Wow. So it's wow. really so old. It is mm-hmm. old. I often wondered if maybe the Changeling thing came about because of diseases such as autism. Try to explain or, it away. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Because they're, they couldn't understand the behavior of their children. Makes because sense. their children behave differently than their other children. Mm-hmm. And to try to explain it away, they use these fairy tales to say, oh, well, it's a goblin. Obviously, this is a goblin child. Well, you know, there's a lot of like old time, like children's things that are about death and disease. Yeah. Like Ring Around mm-hmm. the Rosie. Or, it's dark. It's about the plague. It's about the plague. Mm-hmm. Black death. And, um, uh, don't let the bed bugs bite was because that when they their beds were made out of hay, there were bugs that lived in their bed that would bite them during the night. Mm-hmm. And we all know what bed bugs are now because there's an infestation in the hotel rooms all over the place, all yep. over the United States. But at the they mo- actually moment. and um, sleep tight was because they used to tie their beds like to posts. And so they would tighten up their the ropes so that their bed wouldn't droop. In the middle. Oh, <laughs> and so that. that's sleep tight. That's what they mean by tightening the ropes. You're sleeping tight. Huh. So I, I looked them up one day because I was curious. <laughs> All right. Well, I suppose I better um, wrap up this review. The Changeling is by Victor. It's either Laval or Lavalley, depending on how you choose to pronounce Laval. it. Laval. Laval. It's French. Laval. Okay. So Laval. And I loved it. Awesome. Goodreads didn't give it five stars, but screw Goodreads. You know, I don't <laughs> they obviously often, don't know. I don't agree with them a lot of times. Like, I'll love a book and look it up on there. They're like, Ew, they only gave it a three? I loved that book. <laughs> Honestly, I really don't care what anybody else thinks. Yeah. I liked it. So screw them. You can't sit with us, Goodreads. That's right. <laughs> well, I'll say that. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> you know, I love Goodreads, but they are also like massively unorganized sometimes. Are they? Like, when I'm trying to find information on there, I just don't, it doesn't. It's not I'm a book writer girl myself. Like Even though it's not really the same thing. No. They're different. You can't, I mean, they both have lists, but yeah. one is like, like all the reader lists. They're not organized. Well, they're, they're I think that's like, different because Goodreads is it comes from directly from readers and book riot comes from contributors mm-hmm. right which yeah, is maybe why be. they're more organized because yeah yeah but i've gone on to both lists looking for something to read before like if i don't have anything mm-hmm. and i like book riots less better than goodreads because yeah. goodreads it, it well, always there's seems like a ratings based too so like they yeah. can make a list but people can go say, but it's like, ratings no. off of their own website it's not ratings from well yeah, that, yeah. yeah but i mean there's thousands of it but yeah they're they're different like it's the difference between like six million people saying well, like, i already know disagree i'm not gonna like a bestseller compared to like one person writing an article on book riot right but That's i already know difference. that i'm not gonna like a bestseller i'm not a james patterson reader mm-hmm. i'm not yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm probably going to be more interested in what one person says as opposed to 6,000 yeah. who liked to be fair, that book. I have found good books on book on the well, list yeah. for book reads. Well, so, I have found good ones. Well, so have I, but I, I was just using that as an example. Yeah, I kind of go between both. So I have good luck with different ones depending on what I'm trying to find. I just find it mm-hmm. interesting how bestsellers tend not to be always the best books just sort of like when you go to the movies and the most the highest grossing movies are not always the best movies why do you think that is the best marketing duh marketing. Oh, you work well. in radio you should know this by now <laughs> damn it where you been martha where's truth in advertising <laughs> god damn it I, yeah but you're absolutely right i, I mean have you not seen the t-swift giant reputation album on the ups trucks that says T-Swift delivery. Ha, ha, ha. It's like the greatest thing ever. I don't get it. UPS delivery truck. No. Reputation for her new album. It's oh. Taylor Swift delivery. Swift delivery. UPS. Oh, reputation. Got a good reputation for Swift delivery. Taylor Swift. Uh, reputation. Is it delivery is awesome. like the name of her new album no, or something? No, reputation is. Isn't her dad like a shipping magnet or something? 
Swift, I've never heard anything about her dad. Head. But that is like <laughs> literally these huge art- artwork album things on all of the UPS trucks all over the country. That girl's a genius. I'm sorry. She is a marketing genius. I Say literally what you saw want that. about her. Yeah. Well, it's her people, not necessarily well, her. No, but she's a good businesswoman. Oh, yeah. And I think that she doesn't suck. I could be her best friend. Anyways. I don't love her music <laughs> I like on some a personal of her level. I, I don't stuff, hate her, though. Some of hers, I, like I some don't of really it. like. That's yeah. the kind of music I play for a living. Yeah. But I like her as a person, I think. Do you? I think I, I do, too. I've never I don't actually met her. I, I actually admire, watch very many. I admire her attitude. Me, too. She's got that thing Especially going on. right now where she's like, you she's guys like, can suck screw my... you. Thing. Okay. Thing. <laughs> oh yeah, off, we talk man. about her friend under her bed. We can't say penis. <laughs> well, it wasn't going to be penis. They came out of my mouth. But anyways, what? did I miss part of the conversation here or something? When I was it? Did I got it? That we could not say penis. It wasn't going to be penis that was coming. Anyways, okay. <laughs> Oh, if you could only see how red Nicole's face was right now. It's Sorry, worth every, every syllable. And Jessica's even redder. Yeah, because I, I said it. it. Now I kind of feel bad. Poor Garrett. We can play the penis game. He loves me deep down. Which is what? Penis! What do you say after? He's going to yell it nice until everybody's too embarrassed to penis. yell it any louder. Well, really, you're supposed to like go through some like a store. It's actually used to be a game show in the UK. It was televised. Oh, God, I love they'd the UK. They get celebrities. <laughs> Those people are they'd like, go through hilarious. Like, they'd go through museums and they'd start whispering penis. <laughs> <laughs> and then they'd have to. They'd have somebody like measuring the audio levels so that somebody'd have to get a little bit louder until they're screaming penis show in a museum. This? I have to watch this. <laughs> I don't know. It was really old. Rupert Grint was on it, and I had a crush on him. So that's how I, I love about him. It. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine going to like a museum and somebody comes up next to you and goes penis? penis. <laughs> Hopefully, Cripes. everybody has enjoyed our very long month of Halloween books. And Tariq, well, I'm going to go over a list of the top ten Halloween books of all time, scariest. This list is from Bustle, but I chose it because I feel like it kind of incorporated like the 600 lists that are on the website, like every website possible. Mm -hmm. It kind of like wrapped them all into one very well, Mm -hmm. even though a lot of people would disagree. So, you ready? Yep, we're ready. Be quick. Mm -hmm. I don't want anybody to fall asleep during this. No, we won't fall asleep. Okay, Broken Monsters by Lauren Bukes. Mm -hmm. The Haunting of Hill House by Shirley Jackson. Uh, the Amityville Horror by Jay Anson, uh, Prince Lestat by Anne Rice, which I know you love that one. Yes, you I might do. Love that one. Mm-hmm. Um, Horror Store by Grady Hendrix, hmm. uh, Ghost Story by Peter Straub. That was excellent. Mm-hmm. Uh, White is for Witching by Helen Oyemi. Oui. And then there were None by Agatha Christie. That I feel was like excellent. That's a very classic mm-hmm. one. A Head Full of Ghosts by Paul Trimbley, and It by Stephen King. That was excellent as well. Okay. Now, we're going to go over the top 10 horror authors of all time. Does anybody want to guess what is on this list? Stephen King. Stephen King. King. Nope. <laughs> what? Mm-hmm. He's number two. What? You, wanna, you guys want to keep guessing number one? Number one horror Very author, not Stephen King. You've read him in high school. And, and it's one of your favorite. I saw her pull it up John earlier. Saul? No. No. Uh, Dean Koontz? No. Uh, high school? Is it classical? Is it Henry James? Classical? No. Okay. Mm-hmm. Classical. He's a classical. Like, I mean, you study him in high school, in English classes. You ready? Edgar Allan Poe. Yes. <gasps> oh, Edgar Allan Poe. Oh, the Telltale Heart. God, yes. What that one gets me every time. Freaking I love that. scary. That was really scary. Okay, and this is mm-hmm. based off of like Ranker's lists, um, but Ranker, everybody gets to kind of vote. Um, right, right, and So right. it is by popular vote that Edgar Allan Poe is number one. And if you don't know who that is, he's known for The Raven, Annabelle Lee, and The Fall of the House of Usher, as well as six million other things. The Telltale Heart was the, much, yes. much the, better. Yeah. The Fall of the House of Usher was good, too, though. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. good, but not as good as The Telltale Heart. Uh, number two, Stephen King. Pet Cemetery, Creep Show, Salem's Lot, as well as six hundred other books. Yep. And that's probably not even a exaggeration. Is Joe Hill on the, the list? We'll he get, should be. Hold on. 
Number three, H.P. Lovecraft. Lovecraft is good. He's kind of a Nazi, but he's good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Known for At the Mountains of Madness and the Dunwich Horror and others. Uh, Bram Stoker. Dracula. I think that's very classic. Yes. Dracula. Yep. The Lady of the Shroud. Yep. Ray Bradbury. Bradbury is awesome. Fahrenheit 451 was amazing. Yes. Kings of Kings is also another one he's known for, as well as Something Wicked Something This, wicked way, this way, comes. way Comes. That was really good. Um, Clive Barker. He's Clive. known for Hellraiser, Hellbound, as well as... And that was their, scary. Their tr- it's a trilogy. Really? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. He's number six. Um, number seven is Richard Matheson, um, known for the Omega Man, Duel, and The Last Man on Earth. I need to read those. That I was looking stuff up and I ran into and I don't think I've read anything by Richard Matheson. Number eight is very uh like perfect for Halloween. Mary Shelley. Frankenstein. Frankenstein. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. Son of Frankenstein. And she's also known for political justice. And uh, anything political is way more frightening than any monster you could come up with. <laughs> no, right? How many are on this list? Okay, we're not going all the way down. Okay, uh, number nine is Robert Block. Um, he is known for Robert Asylum. Is... Really? Psycho. The oh. House That Dripped Blood. Psycho. Okay, yeah, I was thinking of somebody else. Robert Block, yes. Okay, Psycho. Um, Algernon Blackwood, and he is known for Best Ghost Stories of Algernon Blackwood. A Physical Invasion and Four Weird Tales. Don't know those. He's number 10. Does not he, he not, does his name not sound like he should be a professor at Hogwarts? Algernon. Yeah. Uh, every time Algernon I hear the name Blackboard. Algernon, I think of flowers, flowers for, for Algernon. Algernon. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Immediately <laughs> depressed. Yeah. We gotta get those damp sweatshirts while they're on sale. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> okay, number 11 is Shirley Jackson, and she's known for The Haunting of Hill House. Yep. Um, Peter Straub is never number 12. I already 12. said him. Uh, yep. Dean Koontz. Said him. Robert Louis Stevenson. Jekyll and Hyde. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and Treasure Island. Uh, M.R. James. Ramsey Campbell. Ambrose Bierce. Arthur uh, Mockin. William Peter Blatty. The Exorcist. James Herbert is number 20. Herbert, Robert Herbert's Mc, good. McCammon. McCa- oh, Robert McCammon. He did um, one of the f- stories that I found the scariest. Um, it was called no. The Return of the House of Usher. Oh. Ooh, trippy. Yeah, it was really scary. Uh, Anne Rice, Richard Lehman, Thomas Ligotti, Neil Gaiman, Neil Robert Gaiman, E. Yeah. Howard, Dan Simmons. Dan Simmons. Woo! Clark Ashton Smith, Joe Hill is Joe number Hill. 29 on your list. Woo, woo. And number 30, and I'm not going any further than this, is Bentley Little. Um, and if anybody else wants to look this list up, uh, you can literally Google best horror novelists and look for the ranker list. And you can also you can check it, it out on our Facebook page where Nicole will share it. Got it. Doing it right now. I. <laughs> and that way they can just go and get it from there. And they don't even have to really? go through looking it up. Apparently yep. I can't spell Facebook, so. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> really, I can't. <laughs> Okay. Guys, I'm I'm feeling a little sense of loss after an entire month of solid horror novels. Are you sad to go to your regular books again? I feel a little empty. I feel empty. Really, I'm ready to go back. I'm just, I was, I'm teasing. I'm all right. I've already moved on. <laughs> I finished Rosemary's Baby. I'm like, ah, last one done. <laughs> Historical fiction. No, no I've already finished my next, uh, my book for next week. I'm, I'm ready for, for something completely different. No, I'm sucked in. <laughs> We've <laughs> got <laughs> for a minute. Yeah, we have two guests upcoming. Not this coming week, but the week following, Jacob J is going to join us again with another sci-fi. Okay. The week after that, the 17th, we will have a return from Mariana Evans, who will be joining us again. She's exciting. Yeah, she was really fun last time she she was was fun. So she's going to come back and join us again. And... I think that's everything I can think of for right now. Anybody else have any last parting shots? No, no, I think so. Mm-hmm. Jingle bells, jingle bells. Quit jingle it! God damn, it's not even Halloween oh, yet. What fun it is to Nicole! ride. Hey, okay. sorry. We still got turkey and my birthday before that. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
You see where my thing lies. I don't even care about presents. I just want food. <laughs> I know, right? I think Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday. Oh, also, I'll miss you guys next weekend. That's right. Where are you going this time? Atlanta. Oh, that's right. For a wedding. His brother get married. That's Uh, right. So you're not going to be here next week? Nope. We're going to have to find an extra guest next week. Yeah. Josh, maybe. Josh Josh needs to come back. Yeah, he hasn't been on in a while. It's been a while. He's the he's the, been the absent book girl lately. We need to get his ass back in here. We're missing that beard. <laughs> his skinny little ass. <laughs> Josh. All Justin. right, y'all. It's fall, y'all. Did you notice? Here in Oklahoma City, it. it is it's fall awful. officially. Not it's going to freeze tonight for the first time this year. Oh, man. Yeah. You have to put my plants inside. Cover your plants. Cover your asses. It's yeah. gonna, it's that makes me sad. Today. I can't come get more lettuce for the bunny rabbit. She liked yep. that that I cut the other day. Yeah. Well, lettuce is going to be done tonight. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 uh. Happy Halloween, everybody. Keep it safe. Eat lots of candy. And don't bitch at us when you get fat. Have a, have a Bloody Mary for me, please. <laughs> Trick or treat. <laughs> and that's going to do it for three oh, ugly, weird. scary, freaky, happy. Haunted? Haunted. I'm offended. Book girls! <laughs>